Good evening and welcome to our Divine Mercy Virtual Retreat Pandemic Edition. I am Father James Cervantes. I'm a member of the Marians of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm very blessed to be with you in this special and unprecedented time. I have given many retreats before, but this is my first time giving a virtual retreat. Wow, it looks like we have a really good crowd tonight. I see a lot of faces, a lot of new faces, some familiar faces as well, and some friends from the parish. Thank you all for coming. You're probably wondering, can I really see you? Of course, I can see you. Some of you are in your living room. Some of you are in your bedroom. I like the images of our Lord and Lady. Some of you are in your, what is that? Uh, your garage? Okay, praise the Lord. I wanted to say some thank yous. First of all, to our Lord for giving me this wonderful opportunity to minister to his people in this unique way. In these times, it's difficult to find ways to minister, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I also wanted to thank the Lord in advance for all the graces that he will give us in this retreat. I also wanted to say thank you to the Carmelite sisters for offering me this opportunity to be the retreat master for this weekend, as well as their work in preparing this retreat. A special shout out to Sister Marie Andre and Sister Meredith. Thank you for your work and correspondence. Also, thank you to my little sister Julienne for being the intermediary for me with the sisters. You know, ever since I met the sisters after my ordination, they haven't been asking me to give a retreat at their center. And every year, I had to decline due to busyness, schedule conflicts, and plus I only spend a short time in California. So you're probably wondering, why am I doing this retreat now? Well, quite simply, it's for the money. Five trillion dollars to be paid out over the next 5,000 years. So this will probably also be my last retreat. They say laughter is the best medicine. Uh, all joking aside, I have done two silent retreats as a priest in Alhambra, and the sisters have always taken excellent care of me. I am sure they will take excellent care of us during this retreat. Lastly, I also wanted to thank all of you, those who are participating in this virtual retreat. Your presence in this retreat is very encouraging and a beautiful witness of your faith, especially in these trying times. So thank you all. Let us begin with a short prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lord, thank you for this Divine Mercy weekend. Thank you for offering us this time of retreat 
to be with you and to listen to your voice. Thank you also for all the graces that you will give us tonight and this weekend. Send us your Holy Spirit right now to each one of us to open our minds and hearts that we may have a deep, personal, and intimate experience of your divine mercy. May your mercy renew our lives, touch and heal our wounds, restore and mend our broken relationships, calm our fears and worries of the problems of life, as well as this worldwide pandemic. May we come out of this retreat a renewed people, a transformed people, trusting completely and always in your infinite mercy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mary, Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Faustina, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, pray for us. Saint Teresa of Avila, pray for us. Saint John of the Cross, pray for us. Saint Therese of the Little Flower, pray for us. All of God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In this retreat, I will be relying on the diary of Saint Faustina. For those of you who don't know, Jesus appeared to a Polish nun named Saint Faustina in the 1920s and 30s and asked her to write his message of divine mercy for the world. In her diary, Saint Faustina would say many times before her retreats, I desire to come out of this retreat a saint. What is your desire for this retreat? Do you want to be a saint? I hope so. Why not make this your intention tonight? Make this your prayer to God right now. Don't be afraid. Did not our Lord say, ask and you shall receive? Let's pray this together. Repeat after me. Lord, in this retreat, I desire to come out a saint. I also discovered in St. Faustina's diary, there was a flu epidemic in her convent. About 22 sisters were infected. St. Faustina writes, Today I interceded earnestly with the Lord Jesus for our house, that he might deign to take away the cross which has touched our convent. The Lord answered me, Your prayers are accepted for other intentions. I cannot take away this cross until they recognize its meaning. Very interesting. Let us pray for the grace to recognize the deeper meaning of this pandemic. I've entitled this talk, Be Quarantined and Know That I Am God. It comes from Psalm 4610, Be Still and Know That I Am God. Quarantine is the current trending version of being still. In order to know God, we must be silent and still. In a sense, God is saying, can you sit still and be quiet for a moment? I want to share something with you. He is creating an atmosphere for us to know him, 
How? Just look at what has happened. Entertainment is shut down. Travel is shut down. Schools are closed. Many workplaces, offices are closed. Malls are closed. Beaches are closed. People are asked to stay home. Do you see what God is doing? All the distractions are shut down so that we might turn to Him and listen to Him. He is silencing all the unnecessary external noise so that we might learn to listen to His voice and know Him. Jesus said to St. Faustina, I am bringing you into seclusion so that I myself may form your heart according to my future plans. In a sense, he's saying, I am bringing you into quarantine so that I myself may form your heart. Did you know the biblical notion of to know involves intimacy, sexual relations, a complete full and sharing of oneself to another? In Genesis, it says, Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived. At the Annunciation, the Blessed Mother said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know man? In other words, how can I be pregnant, since I have never been intimate with a man? In this sense, husbands know their wives, and vice versa. Some boyfriends also know their girlfriends and vice versa, sad to say. And this is a no-no. This pandemic is an opportunity to know God in a way that we may have never known Him before, intimately. How beautiful is that? God wants us to know Him. He desires to be close to us, to be intimate with us. But do we want to know him? When I was in high school, I had a crush on this girl in my class. I wanted to know her. Well, not that way. I mean, I wanted to be friends. And I was super shy, but I would try to smile and say hi and good morning, hoping one day she might respond. But nothing ever happened between us. Actually, it's good that nothing happened because then I might not be here right now. But there was that desire to be close to her. God has this desire to be close to us. It's like God has a crush on us, like a man crush or woman crush or human crush. He wants us to know him in an intimate way. Do you want to be intimate with him? St. Augustine once said, to seek God is the greatest adventure. Do you want to have a great adventure? You don't need to go far. You can have a great adventure in the comfort of your own home. Just go within. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and eat with him, and he will with me. Jesus 
is knocking on the door of your heart, will you answer the door? St. Faustina, someone who answered the door, says, I know God is in my heart. I have never sought God in some far-off place, but within myself. Did not Jesus say, I am always with you? But are we always with him? We were made to be one with God. This is what it means to be holy, to live in union with God, not just in heaven, but right here, right now, on earth. I was wondering, do we really need a pandemic in order to turn our hearts back to God? Are we that stubborn? Are we that hard-headed? Are we that hard-hearted? Maybe. C.S. Lewis once said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, but shouts in our pains. Pain gets our attention. I don't think it was just coincidence that all this started during Lent, too. You know, in the Bible, when plagues hit certain cities or peoples, the people would immediately start putting sackcloth and ashes and start fasting and praying. And they would do this for 40 days as a sign of repentance. In this time, the people would change their hearts, and then the plague would be lifted. I would say this is a blessed time. We are having an extended Lent. God allowed this to happen for a reason, and He decides when it will end. Some people are already getting tired of it. They have had enough. But really, it's an opportunity to allow our hearts to be changed and purified. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. God is doing his part, but we also have to do our part. It's a time to remove all the clutter, the noise, as much as possible, so that we can be present to the Lord, to be alone with him, one to one, just you and God. St. Faustina says, my happiest moments are when I am alone with my Lord. My happiest moments. Wow. Just being with God. Do you know how much time the average American spends on media? This might shock some of you. Are you ready? 12 hours and 9 minutes. They even broke it down. 6 hours in front of social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, WhatsApp, four hours in front of TV, one hour of radio, and one hour newspaper or magazine. With all the time on media, where is our time for God? How will we hear his voice? Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Man does not live on media alone. You can eat all the bread you want. You can consume all the media you want. And you will still die. 
Only God's Word sustains us. Only God's Word gives life. I read they did an experiment in Germany in the 13th century. They wanted to see if babies would develop their own language. If we didn't speak to them, what language would they speak? Hebrew? Greek? German? So they cared for the babies, nursed them, fed them, changed their diapers, but did not speak to them. You know what happened? All the babies died. We are all children of the Heavenly Father. If we don't hear His voice, guess what? We die. Maybe we are already spiritually dead. He has been trying to speak to us, but we're not paying attention. Does He have our attention now? St. Faustina says, Silence is God's language, though secret, yet living and powerful. Silence is God's language. Speaking of language, when I was living in Rome for two years, I had to learn Italian in order to speak with the Italians. Some Italians could speak English, but many could not. If I didn't learn Italian, I could not speak with them. As difficult as it was, I had to learn their language. If we want to communicate with God, then we have to learn His language. Have we learned His language yet? For most of us, we prefer the language of noise, right? Noise from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. Gadgets, TV, internet, all our days are full of noise. Where is the silence? For me, I learned silence in religious life. Every morning before Mass and prayers, we had 30 minutes of silent meditation. As a beginner, a postulant, I found this very difficult. Honestly, I usually fell asleep. I didn't know what to do with silence because I hadn't learned the language. So for most of the year, I fell asleep during meditation. I, th I think I discovered a cure for insomnia. Just tell someone to meditate. It worked for me. All I needed was five minutes, and I was out. However, it wasn't until my novitiate the next year that I started to learn the language and to actually listen to his voice. I would work on trying to stay awake and meditate on a passage from the gospel. And words started slowly coming to me. Words that gave me peace, light, encouragement. I wondered if this was all just coming from me. But these words stayed with me. They remained with me. So silence was something that I learned. And I am still learning through daily practice. So I learned silence in religious life. But does that mean you have to enter religious life too? No. You don't have to be a religious to learn this. Can you spend 30 minutes of silence a day? What is stopping you? All it takes is self-discipline. Then you can tell your friends, hey, I'm learning a new language. Silence. God's language. This 
I believe, is the direction that God is leading us, all of us. Personally, I think it would be a sin to spend this entire quarantine just watching TV, surfing internet, Facebook, YouTube, video games. Seriously. Not just because in and of itself it would be imprudent and a waste of time, but more importantly, we would have missed a great opportunity to grow closer to God and to become holy. Don't let a good pandemic go to waste. You know, some of the saints became saints because of quarantine. Saint Anthony of the Desert heard Jesus speaking in the gospel one day, if you wish to follow me, you must sell all your possessions, give it to the poor and follow me. So he did that. Then he went and lived in the desert to be with God, a self-imposed quarantine for life and became a very holy man. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, as a soldier, was hit by a cannonball in the leg, spent some time in the hospital, quarantine, fell in love reading stories of the saints, and started the Jesuits. Imagine, if he never got hit by a cannonball, we might never have known him. Saint John of the Cross was imprisoned by his own community, another quarantine moment, his dark nights. But out of this experience, he wrote some of the most beautiful poetry. Jesus says in the diary, strive for a life of recollection so that you can hear my voice. He said a life of recollection. Silence or recollection is meant to be a way of life, kind of like a habit for the whole of life. We know that Jesus would often go to the mountains to pray. The saints did this as well. St. Philip Neri would spend days alone in a cave near the sea. St. Ignatius of Loyola would spend his nights alone on the rooftop of his religious house under the night sky. St. John of the Cross liked to go to the forest. I like to go to my house chapel. Do you have a place of silence or solitude? A go-to place to be with God? If you don't have a place, think and pray about it. But not your bedroom. Too many distractions. It should be a place free of distractions and accessible. Actually, if you think about it, the religious life, the very life of brothers and sisters, is a quarantined life. But we call it living in cloister, an enclosure. But the principle is essentially the same. We are closed off to the world to protect ourselves from the noise, the ways of the world, and harmful cultural influences in order to focus on God enter more deeply into his life and follow his plan. Being in quarantine is a normal everyday life for us. Am I right, sisters? See, they're nodding their heads. Actually, this quarantine in some ways even enhances our life. I feel like I've been on a 30-day retreat. However, for lay people, 
average family life, this might be a totally new experience. Many might not be used to it. You are getting just a taste of our life. What's a challenge for me is when I go on vacation. I'm living outside of my enclosure and bombarded by so much noise and distractions. TV, radio, other family members in the house. It's chaos. I have to set my own schedule to pray, to say Mass, spend time with the Lord, and also spend time with family and friends. Sometimes I miss the silence and protection and the rhythm of the cloister. But as a priest and religious, I understand that my primary duty is to be with God, to listen to God. So even if I'm on vacation, I do not take a vacation from God. As a possible resolution for you, you know, any retreat we go on, we should consider making new resolutions. This is just a thought. I would suggest making a daily prayer schedule for yourself or for your family, if you don't already have one. These are appointed times that you would enter into silence and just be with God. A thought would be like, say, 10 to 15 minutes before meals, but you decide when and how much time. I invite you to really enter into this time of quarantine. Embrace it. Don't be afraid. Everyone is already telling us to stay home. Doctors, nurses, our governors, most of them our president, even actors and athletes. Their advice, just stay home. Did you know the biblical notion of home? It means heart. John took Mary into his home, into his heart. Stay in your home. Stay in your heart. I believe God is leading us through this. His hand is in all of this. This is a special time, I would even say a sacred time. These opportunities only happen like, what, once every hundred years? The question is, will we be changed after this? Will we be transformed? Will we be a new people? Or will we just remain the same? You know, I'm really excited for what will come out of this. No, really, I am excited. I'm excited for what God is going to do in us and through us. I see future saints coming out of this pandemic. I also see beautiful works of love coming out. Books, poetry, songs, organizations, perhaps even a new religious community, the quarantine sisters of Jesus and Mary, perhaps a, a, re, a renewed appreciation for monastic life, as well as hermits. Who knows? God is going to raise some great saints out of this. Maybe one might even be you. Why not? If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Some people are wondering, 
after this crisis, will we return to a normal life, to the life we had before this crisis? I hope not. Really, I hope not. I hope we create a new normal, a better normal, a God-centered and directed normal, that silence becomes a normal and necessary part of our day, that we truly seek to be with God and to become better listeners, more open and receptive to Him, that we are continually transformed by our daily union with Him. I'm hoping for a transforming normal. That's the normal I hope for. At the end of each conference, there is a kind of homework assignment or heart work assignment. I have prepared a handout with passages from the Diary of St. Faustina. These passages are for your personal reflection and meditation. You'll notice that some words are written in bold. Those are the words of Jesus. Some may be italicized, coming from our Blessed Mother. And the normal print are from St. Faustina. When reading them, the goal is not to read them just to finish, but rather to read them slowly, asking the Lord to speak to you, allowing the Lord to form and shape your heart. And if one passage touches you, don't be afraid to just stay with it for your entire meditation. I wanted to close with a poem. Mother Teresa had a beautiful poem entitled, The Fruit of Silence. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. The fruit of service is peace. Do you want these fruits? Prayer, faith, love, service, peace? What does it start with? Silence. I hope and pray that you may experience his peace during this pandemic. Be quarantined and know that I am God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.